Here's a question for you. Do you have a personal style? That's a hard one, isn't it? Let's try an easier question. What's your favorite color? What color is your personal favorite? Well, anyone who knows me knows that my personal favorite color is turquoise, without question. But what if you asked a fashionista, say, renowned fashion designer and style icon Coco Chanel, what would she say? According to Coco Chanel, quote, the best color in the whole world is the one that looks good on you. I love that. Let's do this. Let's talk about talk. Welcome to Talk About Talk, episode number 97, where we're focusing on personal style and your personal brand. In this episode, you're going to learn some tips about how to cultivate your personal style from someone who's worked in the fashion business for decades. You're going to learn an exercise that you can use to help figure out your personal style. You're also going to learn a hack for how to decide whether you should buy something or not when you're in the clothing store. And you're also going to learn what elements to think about with regard to your personal style beyond just your clothes. Why does all this matter? Because your personal style has a significant impact on your personal brand. Oftentimes, people see you before they hear a word that comes out of your mouth. Your personal style matters. Your personal style is a significant factor in how you communicate your personal brand. Of course it is. A quick primer, though, on personal branding. Your personal brand is what people say and think about you when you're not in the room. It's your identity or your reputation. And certainly, you can control or at least influence your personal brand. You can strategically manage it. One way to do so is through your personal style. And that's why we're here. Before we go any further, let me introduce myself. I'm your communication coach, Dr. Andrea Wojnicki. Please call me Andrea. I'm obsessed with communication. And lately, I spent a lot of time coaching executives and running workshops on personal branding in particular. If you happen to be an ambitious executive with a growth mindset looking to advance your career, well, then you're in the right place. At Talk About Talk, we focus on communication skills topics like storytelling, confidence, networking, and yes, personal branding. These are the skills that will take you from a strong B plus in your career to an A plus. And if you check out the talkabouttalk.com website, you'll find corporate workshops, one-on-one coaching with me, the archive of this bi-weekly podcast, and the free weekly communication skills newsletter. I really hope you'll go to the website and sign up for that newsletter. So welcome to Talk About Talk, episode number 97, focused on personal style and your personal brand. Recently, when I've been coaching some impressive executives on their personal brand, a few of my clients have asked me, point blank, what they should wear. One marketing executive with a vivacious personality and a personal brand to match asked me, what should she wear? At the time, she was wearing a boring black suit jacket with a beige shirt underneath. No accessories that I could see. Lovely hair. I suggested she should go bold, bold accessories or colors to reinforce her bold personal brand. I also made a note to myself, I need to talk to Anne. Who's Anne? Well, you're about to meet her and you're going to love her. I promise. 
Amongst other things in Anne's impressive bio, she worked at Christian Louboutin, arguably one of the world's top shoe designers for years. And she even managed Christian's communications. So cool. So here's how this episode is going to go. I'm going to formally introduce Anne, and then we're going to get right into the interview. After the interview, I'm going to summarize everything for you with key learnings. And all of this, the summary, the links to everything we mention, plus the transcript, are all available in the show notes on the talkabouttalk.com website. So as always, you don't have to take notes because I do that for you. You're welcome. All right, let me introduce Anne. Anne Muehltaler worked for Christian Louboutin, first in the UK as general manager, then in the US and France, where she spearheaded global communications for over a decade, overseeing all channels, including public relations, social media, content creation, retail marketing and events, as well as wholesale collaboration programs and partnerships. Nowadays, Anne lives in Geneva, leading AVM Consulting, a branding and communication consultancy that provides bespoke communication and business development strategies for fashion and luxury brands worldwide. As if that wasn't impressive enough, Anne's also a meditation and mindfulness instructor. You can hear more about this side of her in Talk About Talk episode number 74. Yeah, Anne's a sort of a renaissance woman. And she also writes one of my favorite weekly blogs. She's smart and she's thoughtful. She also has a beautiful voice. She's a singer and she hosts a podcast. That's actually how we met. Her podcast is called Out of the Clouds. I'll leave links to her podcast and her newsletter in the show notes. So as you can see, Anne's got a lot going on. She's smart, she's generous, and she's on a mission, as she says, to make us better at living. Let's start with how we look, our personal style. Thank you, Anne, so much for joining us here today to talk about personal style. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Andrea. I'm delighted to be talking to you today. Okay, let's Mm. start by talking about the definition of style, particularly relative to fashion. I have my own ideas about how those terms are distinct, but I would love to hear from an expert. When I was thinking about style and and the topic in general, I just thought I was going to quote a friend of mine who happens to actually be from Toronto, from Canada. I actually interviewed him on the podcast as well. His name is Todd Lynn. He is a menswear and women's wear designer, and currently he's producing a short line of knitwear. And what he said to me is, fashion is about ideas. And sometimes these ideas become clothes. And I think that it's interesting in a good way to get into the conversation because fashion does convey a lot of concepts. And whether you choose to actively think about this as you get dressed, whether it's for yourself, for going out, for work or not, fashion itself as as a realm belongs to the world of ideas. Mm, And when he said that to me, I thought, Wow. (laughs) And so style is entirely different. Style is something that can be applicable to your writing, the way that you express yourself, the way you decorate your home or how you get dressed. And I think that our personal style for most people does evolve a lot through our lives. Mm. But I think what's interesting in this question is to first identify what is it that we like Before talking to you, I was thinking, what do I like? I'm pretty colorful. Not that you'll see it today, but there's texture where sometimes I don't have color. I'm very eclectic and I like a multiplicity of things. 
And you will find this in my personal dress style as much as you'd find it in my home or in, in other things that express something about me. So I think that style is much wider than what we say through our clothes, but it's obviously an important part of it. Do you have like a list of ways or places where style shows up? So you said how you decorate your home, your clothing. What else can we be thinking about in terms of expressing our style? I think that the way we write, um, the way we speak on the phone. For example, I'm a thoughtful email writer. And that means I don't write emails how I speak or how I text. So I'm relatively formal in my email style. And that is something that you'll find across the board and that hasn't changed over time. And in terms of in person or over the phone, again, I like to be very considerate. It's something that comes to me relatively naturally, but that I also am very intentional about. And my style is very warm and tends to be a little bit more casual. Mm. I work mostly in English, but I do obviously engage in French and occasionally in Italian. There is a formal um, vous or lei in Italian and... Wherever possible, I'd rather be using the more informal, but with a lot of warmth and you know consideration, which means that you're expressing respect. Okay, so you said so much there that I want to dig further on. You use the word intentional, and you also said that your personal style, what I heard was that it's informal and warm. Yes. But it also varies across medium, right? So as you said, texting versus phone calls versus an email in your newsletter. Your newsletters definitely feel informal but warm. Mm. Does that informal and warm tone carry over into how you dress? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a very interesting segue that you're making. But love formal dressing. So in my previous career, I had an, an enormous amount of opportunities to get very well-dressed for lots of events. And let's be honest, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, have a whole, I have half a closet in my guest bedroom that is entirely dedicated towards um, evening wear that I hasn't seen the light of day for over two and something years. Wow. Um, So yeah, I I prefer informal and I I think that you can find warm through the colors. You can find warm through the textures. And so where possible, I try to make sure that my wardrobe is not going to give me any discomfort (laughs) because, you know, wardrobe disasters can happen. Oh, goodness. I definitely want to talk about wardrobe disasters. I guess that's a good segue into what are some of the mistakes that you see people making? I mean, listen, when I think about mistakes, I think about the ones I've made first and foremost. For me, the mistake is when we try to be someone we're not. And that happens a lot when we don't know who we are. Personally, in my career, previously when I was in in London in particular, from my mid-20s into my early 30s, I never had a desire to be in fashion. I wanted to be a singer. I had a whole thing. (laughs) And so... As things progressed and my career kept on moving up and up and up, I found myself first having a salary that didn't necessarily reflect, you know, the opportunities to get dressed with the designers that were surrounding um, the store I was in. And then the the secondary thing is I didn't know how to get dressed to be a fashion executive because I wasn't sample size. And a lot of the women that were in and around me 
were very um, skinny and could afford to buy anything that was discarded from fashion shows and the samples that designers make at the start of the season that you can buy for 80% off or something at the end of each season. So for me, it was a, it was a real struggle. I found it very difficult to get dressed wow. for a few years. So do you have any specific examples of mistakes that you made? It could be a specific article that you wore that you were like, okay, that was a mistake. Or yeah. like a way of thinking about how to dress that you realized wasn't working for you. Listen, I for a while, I went down the route of the dress because it just felt easier. You know, put a pair of tights on, put a pair of heels, slip on a dress. And I think that for a lot of women, uh, when we need to show up and be relatively formal because we have a lot of appointments. There's a lot of C title coming to our office. It just feels like it's the more considered choice because you don't need to think about it mega hard. You know, you don't need to over accessorize. You put a big coat on top of that handbag and boom, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. And some of the dresses that I got in looking back, not my favorite fashion choices of all time. Were they catastrophic? Probably not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And I definitely remember a couple of very nice dresses, like super chic shirt dresses, but the fabric felt itchy. I have this vision and I remember one or two particular winters in London where I feel it was just a little bit itchy and just feeling just a little bit too tight here, not quite right there and just not not quite comfortable. But I am a very, very big fan of comfort, particularly to express your personal style through clothing and through shoes. You want your clothes to be something that enhance you. You know, there's always that famous Coco Chanel quote. I'll paraphrase, but she says, you want to be seeing the woman, not the dress. Uh, And I think the minute that your clothes give you any kind of discomfort or make you feel self-doubting or losing your self-confidence because something is not quite right, then people are going to notice the way you're dressed rather than notice you. Sure, you want your clothes to be an extension of you. Right. You don't want them to dominate you. No, not at all. Especially not your shoes, especially for women. So you're really focusing on the shoes, which is understandable (laughs) given where you've come. Yes. (laughs) But I'm sure that any and all women who are going to listen to this podcast are going to, of course, think of shoes if we talk about personal style. And if I say comfort, the first thing that's going to come is to, you know, the state of their toes. That's really interesting. So I have a friend, she's stunning and she used to be a model. And she told me that when she was doing her modeling courses, they taught them hair, hands, and feet. Before you leave the house, check your hair, check your hands and check your feet. As long as those three things look fantastic, you're probably good to go. That's such, that's such a good piece of advice. Yeah. I remember that when I first landed in London and started working in the boutique at Christian Louboutin. I I was always enjoying reading magazines and and being around fashion beforehand. My mom was an incredibly stylish woman. I wasn't. (laughs) She was not that excited about my fashion. Um, But I remember just wearing a lot of very simple things like a white t-shirt and a pair of cargo pants and having a great pair of shoes. And I think that's why so many of us focus on footwear. You can have a couple of very simple items to wear and just one great accessory that just lifts everything up. And that it's sometimes through that accessory that you get to say something about what your style is. 
True. You know, I was thinking about this quote that my friend shared with me and, and I was thinking nowadays it's also the handbag. The handbag seems to be pervasive or, or common in terms of when, when we talk about accessorizing. Yeah, I'm not a massive handbag person. So I have a few. I've never really been much into the it bags of late. So I think that this is something that you'll find in any and all fashion websites and magazines. But for me, it's a little bit less important. And I think that it also becomes less important because a lot of us have spent a lot of time at home. And I think the difficulty for handbags is that you really need to have the functionalities and you really need to be careful about the weight. So everything that you just said, it could also apply for our footwear, right? It's like form and function. There's the aesthetic and then there's, is it comfortable? And then you said for you, you know, the shoes are probably the accessory for, for other people. There is the it bag and they want to have the it bag or they have a particular bag that they use to express their personal brand, whether they're conscious of it or not. And I feel like that might be a nice segue into personal branding because I, I think there's a very strong connection between mm. our personal brand and our personal style. And in fact, you know, when I'm coaching my clients on personal branding, after we've articulated what their personal brand is, we move into this long list of ways to express the personal brand, including how they dress. And I, I shared with you previously that recently several clients have started to ask me, Andrea, how should I dress? Can you talk a little bit, I guess, in general about how we can express our personal brand through what we're wearing? Sure. I'm thinking about your clients and maybe helping you answer their question. There's a reason why in a lot of movies, there's a moment where someone's going through, you know, <laughs> well, like that pretty woman situation where she tries on all of the clothes and she comes back out and she's like a new woman. Mm. We like a makeover, right? But I think that the piece that we all forget about the makeover is that there's a lot of trying on that happens beforehand. And what I think most of us don't give ourselves the opportunity to do, I mean, I certainly did not for most of my life, is to do it properly and to go, okay, so what shall I wear? Let me try tons of things on and let me do this with someone who can give me an informed opinion. And by that, I don't mean your mother or your best friend or your husband. <laughs> First of all, without spending a lot of money, just go to a store you love and go and speak to someone and say, listen, I'm trying to figure out what my personal brand is and I'd like to try a few things on. Is there anyone that can help me? And just spend an hour, right? Spend an hour, take the accessories that you are most likely to be using, whether it's shoes or a bag, a pair of tights. I keep on thinking about women, but it's the same for guys. And, and give this a try. And also, by the way, you'll be doing that store owner or that store assistant a favor because it's rare that someone proactively says, listen, I'm looking for something. I need yeah. help. And I think that when we ask for help, we're much more likely to come out on the other end feeling like we've succeeded and found something that really suits. So I remember a few years ago, I hosted a bunch of large events in the South of Europe, in Italy, and scorching hot temperatures. And I was very uneasy about what I was going to wear. And I was working at the time quite closely with Net-A-Porter, the multi-brand online store. And so one of my friends who was at the time the head of the personal shopping service said, listen, come to the personal shopping suite and tell us 
what you need, how many events, what time, what's the occasion, blah, blah, blah. And I've got to be honest, it sounds a little bit full on, but it was absolutely amazing because I don't know most of the clothes that they had on in, in stock that season. And you want to go towards a professional who's going to say, try this on, it's going to be amazing. And on the rack, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to look like I'm wearing a tent. And you know what? It's one of the best dresses I've ever bought in my entire life. And it wow. still holds up seven years later because it was the most amazing dress. And I would have never even gone towards that designer because I am not that fond of Michael Kors. And yet, proven wrong. Yeah. Um, so I think whether you are into high fashion, vintage, regardless of the level of your budget, it's really worth going and actively trying to figure out what suits you. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to buy a lot, but be clever and make sure that you come out with something that you love so much you want to wear straight away. That's my go-to rule. If I don't want to wear it today, even if the weather's not appropriate, yeah. then I probably don't want you. Oh, that is a fantastic test. I love that. If you're, if you're not excited to put it on immediately, leave it in the store. I also love your advice about going in and seeking that professional. And I'm actually thinking back to this amazing salesperson, Connie, who's helped me a couple times. And I remember I went in there after I had my third baby and I felt really frumpy and I had to go and speak at a conference and I was going to be, you know, quote unquote on stage. And I told her all this and she helped me pull together a suit. I actually still have it. So I went to her with the occasion and also, here's how I feel now. Here's how I want to feel. So I was really implicitly expressing to her my personal brand. I'm feeling frumpy. How I want to feel is professional and put together. And, and I'm a pretty bold person, which, which leads me to my next question for you. I've had this question twice in the last two weeks, Anne. I'm doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching with, and in these two cases, it was women, but it, it could apply to, to men definitely equally as well, who have said, okay, so I am a bold leader. Andrea, what should I be wearing? And you know, to one of the women, I said, well, the easy answer is that you need to wear something bold, but it needs to be true to you. So you know, it could be color, it could be an accessory. And I said, you have gorgeous hair, you know, pull your hair up in, in front and show off your gorgeous hair. I think this may be a common thing, right? There's people who don't look bold, but they are bold. How mm. can they step it up? I think that one of the easiest things to do is to do a visualization exercise. So I recently was coaching someone who has had a lot of stops and start with her career. And so what we did is we sort of stepped into the future, so to speak. Uh, I asked her to close her eyes and to visualize what it's going to be like the day she's got the office she's dreaming ah. of. And so we start to visualize the space, the environment, the location. And then I asked her to be more descriptive about the internal design of, of her office. And I asked her what she looked like, what she was wearing. The thing is, when we start, when you close our eyes, when you go inwards and we start projecting, we immediately have ideas that will come up within our mind's eye. But essentially, we have a connection to that other person that we'd like to be embodying, let's say. And so the goal at the end of a coaching session like this is to say, okay, so what out of that future you that you want to be, what can you bring into your life today? 
So is it the black polo neck that you described me that you were wearing? Is it the way that you were holding your hair? She was descriptive about her glasses, for example, or about the watch she was going to be wearing. And so some of us will have an idea about it could be a piece of jewelry. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny because once you start having that sort of inner consultation, it becomes much easier to step in those shoes because somehow you've been in them before, right? I think you've mentioned hair and I would go to hair as well, whether you're a man or a woman. Yeah, consider how do you want your hair to be like? You, How do you want to be seen? If you're a woman, be very tactful about how you want to wear your makeup. And I always go back to that quote that you introduced me to, This matters because your personal brand is what people will say when you leave the room. I love the idea of thinking about the future you, the desired future you, right? Thinking not only about the office that he or she is in, but also about how that person's dressed. And then you'll feel like, I noticed you used a metaphor with shoes. You said you have walked in those shoes before, at least in your mind, right? When we step into that visualization about ourselves, there's a real opportunity to bring that desired feeling because it's the feeling we want, right? And start to make it real, make it manifest. Make it manifest by choosing at least one component of what comes up in the visualization. Brilliant, brilliant. Your recommendation for doing this visualization also reminded me of the saying, it's almost a cliche, right? Don't dress for the job you have, dress for the job you want. But this is a way to really take that to the next step. Imagine yourself in that office, what are you wearing? Or on that stage, what are you wearing? Yeah. And I think that it's also the beauty of it is you're wearing it for yourself. Mm, Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, But I like the idea that we In that way, we're dressing for the job we want, but really we're dressing for ourselves. Right, right. So so you're going to be quoted on this absolutely, Anne, because the, the cliche phrase of dress for the job you want, not the job you have. In our minds, we're thinking about other people that have that job or that kind of job and how they dress. But you're saying, no, 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 you in that job, how are you dressed? How are you feeling? So observing yourself from another person's perspective, but then really Mm -hmm. being focused on, am I communicating implicitly how I feel and how I want to feel? Yes, I think that's wonderful. And I I believe that one of the best things that we can do in tandem with this exploration is to make sure that we are clear about what our values are. Like, what is it that I want to be conveying about myself? Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a there's a, a work of self-reflection, which I think that you do a lot with your clients um, so that they really have a clear perspective on what they want to put across and then carrying that through and see, is there a correlation or is this dissonant? Is there something about what I'm presenting to the world that goes against what I've put on paper as to what my personal brand is? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Okay, we're going to move on to the five rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Number one. What are your pet peeves? I really can't stand it when people put out a newsletter and say to new followers, oh, tell me where you are, who, who you are, where you're from. And then they ask you to email you and then you email and no one responds. That really, I cannot stand it. Really pisses me off. That is very fair. Okay. Question number two, introvert or extrovert? Enthusiastic introvert, which some people find confusing. 
Okay, the third question is actually related to a comment that you made about the way that people imagine things. What type of learner are you? How do you internalize information? I internalize in two ways. First, in writing, I find that I'm a very big note taker. So, and I take notes very liberally on my phone, on my computer, hand, I have paper everywhere, post-its. But I also am a big, I think it was thanks to Seth Godin, who in a Tim Ferriss interview had said, these are my favorite books and it's worth having them on audio and listening on repeat like six or seven times. Every time I listen to it, more of the knowledge seeps in and I don't, I'm not going to remember everything otherwise. But so for me, I'm not just a learner, I'm integrating when I repeat and repeat and repeat either reading, writing or listening. Okay, last question. Do you have any recommendations for books, blogs, or podcasts that you've been sharing with people? I'm going to be very specific on the podcast. So I trained as a coach with um, Martha Beck last year, and she has a podcast called The Gathering Pod. And she did two interviews with the uh, neuroanatomist um, Jill Balty-Taylor. I cannot recommend this enough. Okay. She's the neurologist who had a stroke, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, I also really, really love the podcast by Jack Cornfield. It's called The Wise Heart, The Wisdom Heart. I can't remember, but it's a beautiful and generally there's long talks and he's quite funny and he's so thoughtful. And it's just like, I don't know, it's like a hug. As a newsletter, I want to tell you, Esther Perel rocks my world. I mean, frankly, it's worth the hype. Um, she's really impressive. And as for books, how much time do you have for me to recommend books? <laughs> I'm going to give you what I'm reading at the moment. So right now I am listening on Audible to the late Tony Sier's book, which is called Delivering Happiness. This is the, the founder of Zappos. And I'm really, really enjoying it. I am also loving uh, this book called Peak Mind by Dr. Amishi Jha. I really loved her tech talk about attention, which I think everyone should see. And the book is, is really delivering and I also have it on Audible. And then uh, this one, which I'm actually quoting today in the intro of my newsletter, it's called Difference. It's by um, the writer Bernadette Jiwa. She's a wonderful, wonderful writer. And she generally writes about marketing, communication, and, and business. It's very smart. It's very simple to understand. And it's, I don't know, it's generous. I really, really like her. Your recommendations are so compelling, and I can't wait to devour every single one of them. So I will also leave Thank links. You. <laughs> I mean it. I will leave links to all of those in the show notes and also to your website and your blog, because I, I know I've told you this before, and I want to say publicly, your blog is one that I read top to bottom, and I always am so glad that I did. It is very thoughtful and very smart. So is thank there you any so much. I'm so excited. Yeah, I love I mean, it. I mean it. Is there anything else you want to say in terms of our personal style and our personal brand? I would say just, I think that we all deserve to be seen. And I think that this is something that it's a journey that we can support each other on. And don't forget, you can ask other people for help. It's worth it. That's great. Thank you so much, Anne, for sharing your insights and your time. I love this conversation. Thank you. I could have talked about this for another three hours. Did you catch that comment at the end? We all deserve to be seen. What a wonderful sentiment and so true. Thanks again to Anne Muehltaller for sharing her experience, her stories and her insights. And now, as promised, 
I'm going to briefly summarize our conversation. I'm going to highlight for you the three main themes that I know I'm thinking about, and I encourage you to do the same. The first point is that personal style is more than just our clothes. Of course it is. But you know what? When I was preparing for this interview, I was thinking clothing and accessories. Anne aptly reminded us that our personal style is so much more than just clothing and accessories and hair and makeup. It's also reflected in our writing, be it emails or texts or newsletters or social media or whatever you're writing. And it's even how we speak. It's also how we decorate our home and our office. It's our level of formality, our warmth, our aesthetic, and it's how much attention we pay to form and to function. It's almost overwhelming, isn't it? If you're feeling overwhelmed by all this, then just do as my girlfriend suggests. Check three things, hair, hands, and feet. If your hair, your hands, and your feet look good, you're probably good to go. The second main theme I want to highlight is how we can leverage the power of visualization when we're thinking about our personal style. This is exactly what it sounds like. Start by thinking about your personal brand, who you are and who you want to be. Then close your eyes and visualize what it's going to be like to embody that optimal personal brand. Think about the office you're in. Think about the furniture around you and start to think about what you're wearing. Are you wearing a suit? What color is it? Are you wearing accessories? Do you have glasses on? What kind of watch are you wearing or jewelry? What about your shoes and your hair? We've all heard the saying that we should dress for the job we want, not the job we have. This visualization exercise takes that to a whole new level. As Anne so eloquently put it, it becomes so much easier to step into those shoes because somehow you've been in them before, at least in your mind. This is such a fantastic idea that Anne has introduced us to. I hope you'll try it. I'm already thinking about going out and buying those outfits that I've imagined myself wearing. Okay, the third point I want to highlight here is that our personal style should include what makes us comfortable and what makes us happy. At the very beginning of the interview, Anne said that the first step in creating your personal brand is to identify what you like, what makes you happy. There's the question I asked you at the very beginning of the episode. What's your favorite color? Your personal style could also include your favorite accessory, say your watch or your signature glasses. Maybe it's your unique laptop case. It could also be texture, as Anne mentioned a few times. For some of us, like Anne, the elements that comprise our personal style seem to come pretty easy. But for the rest of us, we're feeling like we need a full-on makeover. I loved Anne's point, how in a lot of movies, there's that pretty woman situation where she tries on all the clothes and she comes out a new woman. It's true. We love a makeover. Anne also reminded us that there's a lot of trying on that happens beforehand. She encourages us, whether we're into high fashion or not, whatever our style is, and regardless of our budget, it's really worth going to one of our favorite clothing stores and asking for help. Try on lots and lots of clothes. And then the question is, how will you know what to buy? Here's a fantastic suggestion from Anne. You know you should buy something when you love it so much that you want to wear it right away, regardless of the weather and regardless of whether it's appropriate. If you're not excited to wear it right away, well, you should probably leave it in the store. 
So there you go. Those are the three main points from my interview with Ann Muletaller. One, personal style is more than just our clothes. It's a lot more. Number two, we can leverage the power of visualization to marry our personal brand with our personal style. And number three, our ideal personal style is what makes us comfortable and what makes us happy. So happy that we want to wear the clothing right out of the store. As in, just cut the tags off because I'm wearing it right now. You know what I'm thinking? Life's too short for wearing clothes that don't make me feel happy. And speaking of which, I hope you'll check out the show notes. There's a picture of Anne there wearing a fantastic red sweater with feathers that she's been telling me about. There's also a picture of her Christian Louboutin shoes all lined up. Oh my goodness. And in those same show notes, you'll also find all the references to the amazing podcasts, books, and newsletters that Anne recommended. So please check it out. While you're on the talkabouttalk.com website, I hope you'll sign up for my communication skills newsletter. It's really like getting free communication skills training once a week. Sign up on the website or you can email me directly and I'll add you to the list. Email me anytime at andrea at talkabouttalk.com. I love hearing from you. Bring it on. Thanks for listening. Talk soon. Talk soon.